Hey everybody, welcome to the Snapback Podcast, where I, your host Joshua the Chaplain, and our co-host Meg the Sabotage Slayer come together to help you get out of your own way. We coach you through the crazy chaos, slay through the shame, and we battle together to help you break every chain of self-sabotage. So be sure to like, follow, or subscribe so you can stay up to date on all things Snapback. Welcome back, everybody, to Snap Back, an instant and vigorous recovery with the Sabotage Slayer Meg here. Awesome. So we've had a couple weeks off and a whole lot of growth and just changes for for all of us. Big move for Alyssa and I, big yard sale and a big sale for Mm -hmm. you and Derek. So Mm -hmm. all kinds of blessings. Today's episode, I really want to talk and go into like action, right? Because when I when I go back and I listen to the other episodes we've done, we're kind of telling people like emotionally mental things that they need to like that mental frame they need to get into the acceptance, the getting out of the rut. I think we get, we want to talk about action today. So mm-hmm. now that you're in that mental space, because ultimately, if I'm telling myself, if I'm going through the, the self-talk of acceptance, the self-talk of getting out of the rut, but I'm still doing the same actions every day then it's really right. And so for some of you out there, you might've heard the first couple episodes and you're like, I'm telling myself this every day. I'm telling myself Mm -hmm. every day, but life is the exact same as it was before I started listening to this podcast. Right? Mm -hmm. So that's because there has to be a point where it goes from emotional, mental to actual real world action. So let's talk about that a little bit. And Really, I think the theme is the grass is greener where you water it, right? Mm -hmm. So why don't you tell us a little bit about maybe in the beginning, right? You had like everything that you've shared with us about your struggles and then you were getting ready and you had that that acceptance process and like you're getting ready to climb out. But um, when did it go mental to, to like action? And how did you do that? Um, I think this is part of the topic we're going to talk about. If not, it's perfect to go alongside this, but is a morning routine. For sure. So how you start your day is going to dictate how the rest of your day goes. doesn't mean it's going to be perfect if you what? do a morning routine <laughs> every day. I hate to tell you that. But for me, and I know the same for you, Joshua, like as soon as you have what your m- morning routine looks like, you're grounded for at least the start of the day. So before you look at your phone, before you turn on the news, before you answer work emails, it takes practice to, to mm. not do that. Um, but to just really ground yourself into what you need. And that's going to look different. I know we'll probably dive into that a little bit more. Yeah. But essentially, that is watering yourself um, versus looking at what everybody else is doing um, yeah. first thing in the morning. So there's going to it's going to appear, right? For me, I started, I'm like, okay, I'm an alcoholic. Life has got to change. I want, I want to be better. And there were like a million things that I could see that needed to be physically like I needed to go do this and they were overwhelming to me right yep. so what's beautiful is that all of everybody listening all you have to do right now in the process is just address your morning routine start there yep. right and it does look different for everybody so uh, we're going to share what yours looks like and what yep. mine looks like but it doesn't mean that any, anybody has to stick to that it's really important so the first thing that I always do when I have a new client when I'm coaching right is I, I ask them w- how they wake up and specifically 
do you wake up at the same time every day or do you naturally let your body just wake up whenever? Because Mm -hmm. it's so vital. Your day is going to go dramatically different if you just naturally let yourself wake up as opposed to intentionally waking up and starting your day, right? So after the alarm clock goes off or after, I I am blessed. I wake up at 4.35 every day, no alarm clock needed. Mm -hmm. If I wanted to sleep past five, I couldn't. So this is, that's an easy part for me is actually Mm -hmm. getting awake. But so after your alarm clock goes off or once your eyes open, what, what's the first, you know, couple things you do? I, first, before I even go into this, when people are trying to figure out their morning routine, like kind of like what you said, you can't get so attached to it being the same every single day. Like to the point where, for me, I became the perfectionist of trying to get the morning routine down and you have to do all the things. But when life happens, you have to be able to pivot. So make sure pivoting is part of your morning routine. So you're not beating sure. yourself up for something that's supposed to be self-care. And that's <laughs> constant. The anti what we want to do. I call that the gray area. Yeah. Right. Like we, we say you have to do this. Yep. You have to do this. Those are very black and white statements. But the, the reality is in life, there's a lot of gray area. Yep. And so if you make your morning routine so obsessive that you miss your five minutes of meditation, right? then your whole day is thrown out of whack yep. because you that you've black and white thought about this yep. routine instead of it being a tool to help you throughout your day mm-hmm. you've made it a necessity and a dependence and almost an addiction at that point mm-hmm. so so yeah before we start just know yeah. that you there's some wiggle room forgive yourself you're not going to stick to this you you know you're just going to have to forgive yourself and move on and maybe find some time later on to to make up for that right so yeah and I think it's cool like as you listen to Joshua and I talk about this like to try on different things that we say and see if it works for you just like you try on clothes oh this does not work for my body type but let's try something else you need to see if that works for your lifestyle because the way that you do something for uh, like a new mom who just had a baby is going to look entirely different than if you have like luxurious 90 minutes in the morning, mm-hmm. you know? So for sure. um, one of my big things is I always have something liquid in the morning. So this is something I'm ac- actually consuming. Some people it's coffee, some people it's um, tea, it's like matcha, something mm-hmm. like that. I like having green. So not that I'm going to promote a brand right now, but I like amazing grass <laughs> uh, with water. But I'll have something like that. I may have a little bit of caffeine or something. Um, and that just, like, feels nourishing to me because I feel like I'm already, like, serving and giving myself self-care first thing in the morning. Usually I will do either some tor- type of prayer. I will do more. I feel like more for me in that area, it's more of, like, almost a written. Um, I feel like I connect more in that way at least at this point in my life so maybe I'll pull up a scripture maybe I'll be like right now I'm doing like a scripture every single day of particular ones and I kind of look at those um then I dive into some type of uh, personal development book so right now mine is uh, magic of believing which is an old school book that I love um and then I like to start actually for me looking at some of the things that are challenging for me first thing in the morning and addressing those and like nipping those in the butt. So mm-hmm. what are some of the battles that I'm facing right now? And I literally write them on paper. So I catch them, you know, you're not going to keep like going around in my head. Um, and then again, the same thing I've kind of talked about a little bit, like I have to break up with that bully that's telling me those things. So I'll write those things down and then I want to reframe my mind into who I'm becoming. Now, again, this is not perfect every day. Sometimes this morning routine for me is an afternoon routine or mm-hmm. maybe just depending on the schedule. But yeah. it usually always happens and it makes me feel so much better. Um, and it could be five minutes. It could be two hours. You know, it's yeah, really, yeah. it doesn't have to be a set amount of time. Yep. It's just, this is like hitting these things, yep. right? So I'm going to give you another example, though, that's just more, um, 
if I, like, let's say if I have my uh, afternoon routine, what I do in the morning is I will work out. And so sometimes if I don't have the time um, right before, I will actually have worship music playing in my ears as I'm like warming up, you know, my thoughts Mm -hmm. about uh, break every chain. I really think about my clients, people I love and like really have that going in my head and like powers me up. I'm like, ah, (laughs) we're fighting self-sabotage together. And then I might turn on a podcast. So that's part of like my morning routine. And it's just awesome to like fill your brain up first before and, and your heart up first before you go out. So those are like my two different ones right now For it sure. has changed so yeah. much over the past 10 years when I got into that um like used to I didn't even have a morning routine I would just roll out of bed and like go do stuff and I now I look back and I'm like oh. <laughs> so you have to start somewhere for sure and I love yours because yours is, is has a lot of emphasis on like making sure that your bucket is full yep. before you go into the world right yep. like we like I tell everybody our goal should always be that our bucket is so full that it overflows and those blessings like flow out into the community, that mm-hmm. ripple effect of go be love. Right. And so that's really cool because you have some of them. It's for you, right. Yep. To get your headspace Right. And that, yep. that bully, that self-sabotage, that self-talk, but the majority of it sounds like it's to prepare you yep. to go be of service yep. to the world. Right. Yep. And that's just a beautiful thing. Mine, isn't focused as much on that as it should be. So I like that. And well, that's you know, a really good thing about it, conversating though. though, is though, but that's a good thing I want to add into yeah. it, you know, for sure. I did just start my, part of my routine is, is intentionally praying for other people. So I saw that. I that's have amazing. Alyssa got me this cool old, like old ladies recipe, like yeah, 10, yeah, yeah. My grandma you know, totally cards. Those. And yep. so it's like, yeah. And I just have my, the immediates, you know, someone's in the hospital or something. And then mm-hmm. I have friends that I want to pray for. And I just write down, you know, as I've talked to them and then I have, my prayer specifically for me. Mm-hmm. And then I have this whole section that I've added recently of blessings because I found that when I focus so much on the needs and the amount of work I have for the day and, and all the different things, you know, I'm running Gobi Love and being a chaplain. So I'm of service to everybody else being a coach like you are. And mm-hmm. then also kind of running our household, you know, Alyssa yeah. is the full-time employee in our house. So yeah. I, I run, you know, the house too. Mm-hmm. So it, there's a lot. Like when I look at listing out what I need for the day, it's, it can get mm-hmm. overwhelming, right? So instead, I look at all these blessings because it's been, what I've found is that it reminds, it's like before I take anything, before I ask anything from God in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. Before I put any of these emergencies, any of these family members or friends in front of him and ask for blessings, I, I intentionally spend time going over the blessings that I know he's already done. Mm-hmm. So when I get to the point where I'm asking him, I'm not asking him out of desperation, no. right? I'm asking him with so much faith and belief. Mm-hmm. I've just spent 20 minutes reading all of the ways that he has blessed mine and, and the people around my life. Mm-hmm. So now when I say do this or ask for this, I know, right? I know that he can yeah. do it. So that's a new thing that I've just added in. And it was just, a, a, I started analyzing my day. It's mm-hmm. not going great. I'm angry more than I'm happy, yeah. right? So how can I change that? I just add this little section of my morning that's a little bit beautiful. Mm-hmm. And now I have that bump to go throughout the day. So my routine is really really from the recovery because it's what they taught me in recovery mm-hmm. and it worked. So I just went with that. And it's very much water right away, physical exercise right away. But the very first thing I, I do is, and they say hit your knees, right? I don't mm-hmm. actually physically get down on my knees and pray. Um, but I, I instantly, that's the first thing I do mm-hmm. is just pray and make sure that there's a uh, a thankfulness and a gratitude that I woke up, that I'm in this house, that mm-hmm. my family is sleeping safe, right? That mm-hmm. there's bacon in the fridge. That's basically <laughs> like my morning thing. I'm awake, there's bacon, I have a, my family's here. So, and just awareness of that. And that comes from my whole life of like literally 
praying at night that I would not wake up and then being so angry. I used to wake mm -hmm. up every morning mad with God that I was awake because why won't you answer this prayer, right? I'm mm -hmm. praying desperately every night. Just yeah. don't. Just, and, and so now to switch that mentality and to make sure that I don't ever get back to that place, mm -hmm. right? I, I want to start every day opening my eyes and being, thank you, God. Thank you, mm -hmm. God, for not answering that prayer all of those prayers, right? So, but physical exercise is something that I find that's really important. Number one, though, to me is like you, you wake up the same time every day. Mm -hmm. I think that that's so important for life. Mm -hmm. You have to start your day on your terms. Yeah. And when you say I'm waking up at six and, and you wake up at six, that's your terms. You're starting the day. When you just wake up naturally, you have no clue what's going on. And I'm really big into like the crypto right now, right? And the, well, I'm getting into like stocks and all of that. And so I was watching one guy on YouTube and he's like, actually it was Steve Harvey, mm -hmm. not a guy, not a financial mm -hmm. guy at all, Steve Harvey, but um, who's also extremely motivational mm -hmm. and just an awesome cat. But uh, he's, he's like, you wake, wake up at 10 o'clock. He's like, if you're in New York and, or if you're in California, you wake up at 10, like the market's been open four or five hours already. Mm -hmm. You know, like how many deals, how many millions of dollars have exchanged hands before you even open your eyes? That's insane, right? So it's intentional. It's important to like wake up every day at the same time. And then I'm abdomen about making your bed. I, I, even my kids, I'm kind of a drill sergeant on this. You wake up the same time every day, you make your bed, you put on fresh clothes, you splash some water on your face, and then you walk around, right? Like that's the five things. If mm -hmm. you start your day, in my mind, somewhere in that, mm -hmm. then you're ready for the day in that accomplishment. So when you kind of get bummed out, right, if you notice, because recently I got, I was in a real funk, mm -hmm. right? And we talked about it a little yeah. bit. And as I was analyzing, going back, what am I doing? What am I doing wrong? What's happening here? Um, it's easy as coaches for us to be like, where, like I'm teaching these people this, what, where am I not yeah. reading it? And it was like, I think I counted, it was like nine or something days in a row where I was busy and I just didn't make time for my morning routine. I woke up, it. I woke up naturally. I did not wake mm -hmm. up intentionally. I did not make my bed. I didn't, you know, I just didn't have time. Some mornings I didn't have time to put on a fret, you know, I was just mm -hmm. busy moving houses and all that stuff that we had going on a couple yeah. weeks ago. So, and then I got in this huge funk, right? And, and it was analyzing. And, and the first thing I realized is my morning routine has been off for like nine mm -hmm. days and I'm miserable about it. So it's important when you're, when you find that life is getting different, how do you analyze that? Or how do you, how does your, your, your ability to analyze that transfer into how do you make your changes? Well, I think it's exactly what you just said. It's reflecting. You're like, okay, <laughs> why am I thinking like this when this is not my normal? And like, I'll use an example because I thought this is awesome. We're talking about this today. After doing, like you mentioned, our massive like sale of selling rehab furniture from a house we flipped and so much stuff. I kept kind of doing that too. I found like those three days I would wake up. It's like, okay, I got to get to work. I might still have like a podcast on or something, but it was very action work oriented immediately versus having a little bit of that time. Um, I even took a little bit of time off of the gym just to prepare for some of that, which was good. Like, I think you don't need to do something every single day. Sometimes you have to listen to your body too, but I could feel it. And I even had said something um, last night to my husband. I was like, I need to re be rebalanced. It didn't throw me off. Like I know like we talk about recovery and I know that like 10 years ago that would have thrown me off into like a binge cycle with food or with something that I wanted to escape from. It was nothing like that, but I could just feel like I wasn't my most present, like giving self. I felt like 
I was almost in masculine mode, but depleted all of that. So mm -hmm. my feminine side, which I thrive in, was not there. So I'm like, okay, I need to <laughs> kind of rebalance a little bit yeah. so that I can prepare myself for a full week ahead. And I felt so much better after we were done and just like realizing this. I drank more greens at, in the evening, <laughs> you know, have more water and just like that's, chill. Like I literally said, you're not working anymore. Yeah. You were done. And that's the goal, I think. I mean, you just... I love how these podcasts go because no matter how we intend for them to go, they just kind of yeah. go. That's a beautiful thing is that like like our our life changes a lot, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to be able to analyze that. And what you just talked about, I think to some of our listeners, especially like me in the beginning of my recovery, like that sounds so elevated above what I was capable of doing in yeah. the beginning. So, so I wanted to tell everyone who's listening that mm -hmm. the goal of this podcast and the goal that we have for you, Meg and I, right, is for you to get to the point of what Meg just talked about of not like thinking that life is going to be beautiful forever, yeah. not thinking that you're above mistakes or you're above the pain or you're any of that stuff. Cause all of those things are going to come. It's still going to happen. Yeah. Right. But what you are able to do is like before it got out of control, you're able to analyze. Right. And you're like those baby steps, right. That you started yeah. taking baby steps in the wrong direction. So you analyze, why am I doing this? What do I need to do? I need to regroup. I need to get back on, mm -hmm. on the trail. Right. And so I, I fear that maybe some people out there might be like, whoa, I have no clue what she's talking about. Yeah. And just I just want to take a right. break and tell you it's okay. Yeah. Most people that are starting this process don't know and don't understand that. Yeah. But that's the goal is to be able to analyze ourselves in the moment, right? Mm -hmm. And so the way that I recovered from alcohol and the way that you recovered from, from your self-image and from all of those things is the same way that the listener, right, that you guys are going to get through a traffic jam, mm -hmm. that you're going to get through that like uncomfortable situation at work or whatever, you're going to apply those same things that we're talking about. And so don't get overwhelmed if sometimes we say things, right, Meg? Yeah. Like we have that coaching mentality where we can really explain it and break it down. And so don't get overwhelmed. Just know that the, these things are going to come. We didn't intentionally like set out to be this way, right? Just as we were doing the steps that we're laying out for, yeah. for everybody, we became this way. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, so, I, and I think also seeing the purpose behind the mor morning routine is everything. So literally I, like I talked about the whole grounding. I, for me suffered from anxiety for a really long time. And it's something I can tame more now, but it's like, if you, if you start in the morning looking at all the things that you have to do, like you were saying earlier on top of like the stresses of life on top of like when Corona first hit on top of all the stuff going on in the world. And you saw that first thing, You'd be like a hyped up chihuahua or pet yep. <laughs> like or dog um, versus like for me, having that morning routine reminds me of like it's an anxiety uh, elixir. You know, you're for like sure. just literally grounding yourself first thing. And again, it doesn't have to be perfect. I tried to perfect the morning routine, guys. You're going to have like things that go wrong in life. You're not trying to reach perfection. You're going to have a life of 50-50. There's going to be 50% of things that go wrong, 50 things, 50% of things that are amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, but it just helps you like be able to respond versus to react or to stress out first thing in the morning yeah. and be a little wound ball. I, I think it's important to wake up and kind of just as cheesy as it sounds, just to like tell the world that like I'm here, right? I'm grabbing the bull by the horns. This is my day. And I don't know any other way that you can do that without having an intentional routine focused mm -hmm. around that, right? So that was going to be my next question was how important do you think, can you really recover from all of these things without this routine, without this process? I think it would be a lot more challenging. I wouldn't say it's impossible because you just you have yeah, the outliers. Everything's so, possible. Yeah, yeah. But what we call it in, um, in addiction is white knuckling. Yes. And that's what I think this would be like, right? It's like when I quit drinking but I did nothing else, Yeah. right? I was so mad. 
white knuckling like you're mm-hmm. you're just fist is all the time you know or you're white knuckling the steering wheel that's kind of what recovery would be like so the acceptance part's important the rut's important right your the clarity and your self-image yeah. and all of these things are vital for this but if you don't start taking actions right now right mm-hmm. then it's you're not going to get anywhere the acceptance part all of that it's just, you're still going to be the angry hurt person that you are yep. you're going to have a little bit better morning routine or a little bit better right if you don't do the morning routine then you're just going to be that white knuckle so well, and I think also, like, the majority of the world does not have a strong morning routine. Yeah. It's so not something we're really taught. if you're already taking the step, you're already winning, guys. Yeah, <laughs> like for just, sure. Like, just drink some water in the morning. That's the first step. For um, sure. But. And it's, and. I got to stress, too, that you're not going to want to do any of these things. No. If you're ang- ang- going through anxiety right now, if you're suffering from depression, if you're holding on to some childhood trauma that you can't get over, if you're dealing with drugs and alcohol, if you look in the mirror and don't like what you see, right, mm-hmm. any of those things, um, it's it's going to be, you're not going to be in the mood to go out. You're not going to be in the mood to put on new clothes. You're not mm-hmm. going to be in the mood to take a shower. You're not even really going to see the value of what that is. So mm-hmm. it's a, it's a. I just got to, it's one of those, one of the only parts of coaching where you just have to say like, trust me and just do it. And just do it consistently. Do it. Yeah. Just do it and yeah. keep doing it. You're not going to want to. That's part of the, that's part of the depression. That's part of the addiction. That's part of the trauma, right? Mm-hmm. Is that like, that's the voice. It's keeping you where you're at. So the only way to get out of where you're at is to stand up, make your bed, splash some water on your face, <laughs> take a step forward. Right. And, um, and I do the importance too, of like making your bed because the kids all the time, I, I walk in their room and I'm like, hey, make your bed. Like, it's the first thing. If I open their bedroom door and they're doing something and their bed's not made, it's like, make your bed. Unless mm-hmm. you're laying in it, your bed needs to be made. Mm-hmm. And um, and they don't understand it. They just don't understand it at all. They fight me on it. And I, it goes back to what my sponsor, when I first got a sponsor in, you know, recovery. And, um, and he gave me his phone number and he said, call me every single night at 9 o'clock. And I was like, self-confident. Josh, right? I can handle this. I said, I will call you when I need you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if I'm going to relapse, I'll give you a call. <laughs> Other than that, like, I don't really know what's going on here. And so he made the comment, if I give you all the tools that you need for life, right, in a toolbox, and you just take the toolbox and set it on the shelf, and then when something breaks and you haven't familiarized yourself, right, you haven't held a screwdriver, you mm-hmm. haven't held the hammer, you haven't used it, you haven't practiced with it, you're going to have no clue how to fix it. You could have all the tools in the world and no clue how to mm-hmm. fix it, right? And um, and hopefully you guys get that, but I still didn't get it, so he had to go further for me to convince me. And basically... He said, if I, if I call every night when things are good and I just call and say, hey, things, I'm in the habit of calling. Yeah. And so when I need to call him, when things are dark, when I naturally, my depression would tell me to shut in, not to call anybody, you know, right? I'll be in the habit of doing it, right? And so yeah. for me, making your bed might seem cheesy, but it's the one thing that we, it's simple. It takes seconds. You yeah. can do it intentionally. You can do it at the beginning of your day. And if you do that every day, then you are going to get into the habit of forming habits, yeah. Right. Of doing good things just to do them. And yeah. that's just vital. I mean, we you got to just it's not like when someone's looking, it's not when you have to. It's like do the little things. Mm-hmm. So many times I'll see my daughter will take her trash from the living room and set it on, you know, the butcher block, which is literally <laughs> this 
I can reach the trash can from the butcher why? block. And I'm just like, but, but why? And she doesn't understand how vital it is to me that she starts taking it all the way to the trash can. Mm -hmm. Because when it's time for you to go to your job, when it's time for you to finish your degree, when it's time for you to take your marriage seriously, when it's time for you to be a mother, right? I want to know that you can do all these things. Mm -hmm. And doing the little things when no one's looking is what, sh is what matters, right? That's, that means that when it hits the fan, you're mm -hmm. going to be able to handle it, right? So when I think there was a, one of my coaches said this, the whole, like, we've heard this before, like knowing and not doing is really not knowing. For like, sure. and that's like this, like you may know that you should do this. You may know that you should eat broccoli occasionally, you know, that you should eat your greens, but when you're not doing it, you really aren't sinking in that, you know, kind of like yeah. what you were saying with your sponsor. So yeah. I think just, and it's kind of wasted. Why even know it then? You yeah. know, like why even Just have that? Just take the action, You have guys. limited gray matter, guys. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So if you're going to hold on to that thought, put it into action, right? Yeah. So that's awesome. Well, I think the most important thing is just that it's time for action, mm -hmm. right? You guys have been listening to us for a couple of weeks now. Hopefully you've been able to identify some of the areas of your life that are causing pain or anger or whatever it is that you're holding on to and um, and then got a little bit of clarity on it mm -hmm. and and maybe you're stuck in the rut, right? And Megs, you've walked us through that of how to get out of that a little bit. And so now I just urge you, it's time It's time for us to actually start taking action and putting these, these mental and emotional kind of concepts that we've gone over into action in the form of, you know, liquid in the morning in the form of working out in the form of making your bed, those kind of things. So it's just vital and it's time. I think that if anybody's struggling with this, right, we have snapbackpodcast.com. So I just want to tell everybody that mm -hmm. you can access Meg and I pretty much anytime through snapbackpodcast.com. Uh, you go to the Slayer page and it takes you right to Meg Church to your mm -hmm. website. You go to the Chaplain page and it takes you right to Go Be Love. Um, and there's contact. You can you know, email or message any of us. So we, we definitely want to hear from you at this point. We're like halfway through the season, right? Yeah. And so we want to hear like, what are, what are the things, what are the things that you found that you've accepted? What are the struggles that you're having? If you could, didn't understand clarity or right, if you just can't figure out how to make your bed, you just don't, you just are trying, but you just can't email us and let us know. Cause we want to work with you on that. We want to reach out to you and uh, just know that if you're alone or you're hurting, we see you, we hear you and we love you until next week. Bye guys. Yeah.